0: podcast where we talk about any and everything every Sunday at 3 p.m. so you can end your week with something sweet or start it out with some honey in your cup. I am your host Jess the one and only and on today's episode you read the title so you know what that means. I am continuing my thoughts on the life of being a college student because this is Learn Me Something Part 2 baby and you know like I know you want to hear what I have to say about that. So honey listen if you're just not tuning in you might just stop and go back to my um episode last sunday which was learning something part one where i just want a little rant a little random t- high rant i think i said i think i used that word wrong but it doesn't matter i went off i went on the tangent about how i felt about college and all these other things that i said you know what i'm gonna have to do a part two and it's gonna have to be more detailed and i'm gonna have to have points and i'm gonna have to be on script and So this is this is that you guys and I was able to break it down into um, a way that works for me that I can kind of elaborate on some of the things I was saying in um, part one. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it because it's not gonna really make sense, I feel if you don't know. Like you know, you can't have one with that other. So um, my first stop is treatment of students. I talked briefly about it part one this time I'm I'm like treating my students and got a bulleted list so first off respect goes both ways and in episode one not episode one lord forgive me in part one I was saying that like how professors treat their students is a bit of an issue not even a bit it's a problem it's very problematic if you demand respect from me in your classroom okay I'm gonna need respect as well because like I said last time I'm your meal ticket baby these students the people that you have enrolled in your class are your meal ticket the reason you have a paycheck is because there's this many people paying to take your course at this um university okay okay and I also say respect goes both ways because I'm an adult and you are an adult. You may be older, like an elder, and I respect you for your age, but you still do not have the right to talk to me crazy. You don't have the right to treat me crazy um, or be disrespectful, come out your mouth and talk to me sideways. Respect goes both ways. Teacher, student, TA, any of that. you're still a person at the end of the day and to be honest I can catch you out here in these streets. (laughs) You're not gonna be Professor Um Professor Marshall in these streets. You're gonna be Xavier Marshall just like I'm gonna be Jessica Crenshaw or you're not gonna be Samantha Jones, Professor Jones, you're gonna be you know, Samantha Jones and I'm be Jessica Crenshaw and I can talk to you in these streets. And if you want to get funny and switch up my grade, baby, I got something for that dean. Oh, Mr. Dean, please come through and check your checker. But <laughs> y'all, that's just an example. I don't know these professors. I don't know the professors with those names. It's just examples. But like I said, respect goes both ways because I'm still a person outside of your class. Just like you're a person outside of your class. You're a different role, a different person. You're you. Like I'm me. Regardless. And I feel like some people who are professors, they think, "Oh, I'm I'm a professor. Or I have a doctorate. I, you know, I'm this, that, and the third. And you can't treat me anyway. You can't talk to me anyway because this is my class. I can pass or fail you." They get a little power hungry. And I'm like, the ethics I feel like sometimes go out the window. And it's like, no. And students who are listening, and if you're a professor listening, whatever the case may be take these words with heed and caution some of y'all's ethics do go out the window and students this goes for you too some of y'all ethics and morals go out the window too because i know some people who don't did something strange for a grade (laughs) and that i feel like that's kind of sad like of course everybody's like you get it how you live you got to do what you got to do to pass the class but damn y'all's classes are that hard that people feel like they have to have sex with you or sell you something or do something for you so you can pass them It's real out here. Like people be like, I feel like people really would be surprised how real certain situations in college are. Like, yeah, you see the movies, you hear about it on shows, but no, sometimes the shit is real. But it doesn't mean it's right. Respect me and my time, like I respect you and yours, and I think we would get along great. I feel like if that (laughs) conversation that really I feel like shouldn't be had, but kind of does have to be had because some professors are outdated in their ways and their methods and their thought processes sometimes it's like let me bring you back down to earth and let me really put you in your place and check you you're not gonna talk to me any type of way you're not gonna run this class just any type of willy-nilly way and think i should be okay and on board with it just because i want to grade and i i fucking hate that i hate that students feel like they have to do whatever the professor says just to get it like there are higher ups and the dean can side with you or not the chancellor, like you know it's means and ways to go about getting the proper treatment but respect man who is it's difficult that people even have to fight for that in the classroom where they're paying their money or they're taking out loans but, um, it's something to think about, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could probably go deeper into that, but I got a list, y'all, so I got to keep it pushing, but just something to think about. My second point is, mind my condition, you guys, I said last episode, college is very stressful, it takes a toll on you mentally, financially, physically sometimes, it's exhausting, it can make depression, kicking, override anxiety, you might do some drugs just to help balance your life out it's a lot college can be it can make or break some people or some people just be in the middle of limbo like oh, I mean I'm here <laughs> I'm an autopilot so but I know personally because I had a classmate and I also had a best friend my best friend pregnant these ladies were pregnant and the professors were not understanding of their conditions. These women are pregnant, some you know high risk, and you're not. You're making it seem like they're missing class because they don't want to come to your class. They're behind in work because they don't want to do the work. Some of these fucking professors have had children. Some of them have the same um, issues with birth as the students and it's like you would think there would be more understanding like listen if i'm a high risk pregnancy don't be giving me hell about missing your class if i've been communicating with you about my conditions if i've been trying mind my condition i mean the treatment that they were given it was disgusting it was repulsive i said is this who we are like What the fuck? You're telling me this professor is really doing this to you? You're telling me this professor doesn't give a fuck that you're pregnant or not? They don't care that you're vomiting every day, that you're losing weight, that you're... you're, you're You know, they don't care. And they feel some type of way after you've communicated with them. And they feel a type of way. Maybe... mm, My heart went out to those girls that semester for real because that was ridiculous. It was very ridiculous. Um... And also, not just a physical state, some people do have things mentally wrong. Some people also aren't diagnosed like other people are diagnosed. And so, talking to a student, like I said, treatment with respect, talking to a student, failing a student, not communicating with students, and you're just an evil little something and they're trying to like they communicate, listen, I'm going through this. I'm depressed, I have anxiety, I'm on my own. This is not I'm struggling. "Kid, you work with me." And it's like, "No. This is college. You're just going to have to get over it." Wha- Excuse the fuck out of me? What happens to the compassion? What happens to the care of students? Some professors literally this is and I've heard it elementary school, middle school, And I don't really know about it. I don't think I really heard it in high school. But I've literally heard most of my life. I still get paid either way. I still get a paycheck. That's really your approach to this? I already got paid. So it doesn't really matter to me. Wow. Wow. A lot of people go into the teaching profession. And that's their attitude. I get paid either way. I don't give a fuck about these kids. I don't care. I'm getting paid. Please please understand some student like I remember my first year of being at ECU there were six people that died my first year at ECU and I was like what like and I don't know the cause of all their deaths but just hearing six bodies my first year and it's probably more people that died but I don't know for sure in People get suicidal. I'm not not saying that's what happened with all of them or any of them. I'm not quite sure. But college can make or break people. Like I said, it's scary. Some people don't realize that they have um, bipolar disorder, depression, anxiety. They don't know that these things could be clinical. They don't know. And then... Like, people are like, oh, well, you're a student. You could get help. Like, you know, they have a counseling center. <laughs> and when people suggest that to me, I'm like, oh, I, I know my resources. I'm very, very well um, educated about what I have at my school and the resources I have. But when that waiting list is months, that list is a waiting list of one to two, three months long. And I'm having problems now. I'm sorry. No, I'll find the quickest way out, you know, but the nastiness and the treatment, like they're like your students don't have lives, like they're not humans outside of you, the role of student, like they're not somebody else's child, somebody else's mother, and you just don't care about what's going on with them and their conditions because you have your like, you know, it's disgusting, but you need to mind people's conditions because you don't know what they really have going on deep down you know and vice versa with the um professors like I know I'm, I'm a student I'm not a professor but I also know that professors are people as well and they can have conditions and be going through stuff as well but they cannot really they don't want to say too much they don't want to be too personal because they don't want to mix business with their personal lives I get that but like I said it goes back to one respect both goes both ways We're all humans, we're all people, we have feelings, we have lives, we have conditions that we don't speak about or we're not comfortable with, you know, it's not, it should not take that much to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, um, my next, on to my next point, because I think I'm about to wrap all that, this first little chunk of treatment of students up together, but baby, you are not my only class, they love to assign work, like, this is the only class i have all day all semester for the rest of the year stop assigning so much damn work and then you don't even be explaining it all the way the fuck through and expect us to know everything oh we already you guys you should know this we went over this like last week you should know it if you did not do that great of a job explaining then no they should not get it don't some professors really give themselves too much credit for teaching no what you did was not teach. You read off of the PowerPoint the entire class and then went off little tangents and rants about the subject. And then you're talking about something that you didn't even talk about in class. And it's like, oh, well, this is going to be on the test. This is going to be on the exam. Da, 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 da. And we're like, well, where do we find that? And then being told, oh, well, you might have to look it up on your own time. I have other shit to do. I have to work. I'm gonna have to take care of kids, siblings, my mother, my father, my grandparents, other classes, other classwork, other assignments, other projects. The amount of work that a college student will receive or have to do is ridiculous i should not go to the library and see everybody look like what the stressed baby you can smell the stress the anxiety the worry the wanting it to be all over you can smell it in the air people be wanting to get it over with because it's so much fucking work and i'm like yo why do we do this to college students and that's gonna bring me to a later point too on my little theory but (sighs) Overall, the the treatment of students, I really believe, is putting yourself in the other person's shoes and just realizing you were here once. You were once a student. You know how it was. You know how it wasn't. You understand there is a difference in between the years and the um, decades and stuff. You know there's a difference. So why not? Why is it so hard to, like, you know, step back and be like, damn, I was a student once. I understand how hard it is. I understand professors doing this, that, and the third. Let me try and be different. Some professors be like, no, I'm going to be exactly how my professor was. (sighs) Okay. Okay, but I still feel like at the end of the day, everybody should be, you know, respectful of each other and think about each other. Pretty much like what I keep saying, put yourself in the other person's shoes. That's all I have to say for that part. Um... Then my next part is bridge these gaps. The transitional period for a college student. I, and I'm talking about when you graduate. You're not a you're not a student anymore. You're a big kid. You're in the big world with your big boy or big girl job and you're paying bills or more bills than you were in college, you know. And those student loans are knocking at the door <laughs> okay sally Mae want her money back the government wants their money back that six month grace period is up they want their money let's why do we why you guys and this shit pisses me off why do we not stress it enough why do we not do more for the college students because that period is rough because then you're like damn what did i go to school for or you're worried about how you're gonna pay your loans back you gotta set up a plan you don't even know if you really wanted to be in the major that you were in because you can't seem to find a job you know it's just the transitional period and it's like i want to dive into the transitional period but i feel like it's it's a lot to be said And because I'm really about to go through the transitional period, I feel it even more. Because when I graduated the first time from GTCC, I was like, oh, I already know what I'm doing. I'm transferring to ECU to get my bachelor's and then I'll be, I'll be a teacher. But I changed my major (laughs) after my, I think maybe my first, second semester here. I changed my whole major because I said, you know what? I don't want to be a teacher. I don't wanna be waking up regretting that I have to come to work and do x, y, and Z for these students, and I refuse to let any child see that and I have to endure that because of my decision of staying around just to get a check just to barely make it. No ma'am, no sir, no thank you. That's not what I was gonna do so I'm now that i'm I'm um, a double major, I'm still in theater arts and then I'm in communications i was like okay well i really want to be on the radio or tv you know i just want to be a personality like i really like to talk i like to talk to people about different ideas and thoughts i that's what i like to do and that's what i would like to get paid for but i also talking to my advisors and realizing well what have you done to like get you to you know push you there get you at least your foot in the door and i was like oh nothing I just, I, I'm supposed to fall on my lap. <laughs> I got a degree. But, and everybody says this, like, oh, well, you can get a degree in this, but not necessarily work that after you graduate. And that kind of pisses me off to an extent. And that brings me to my next um topic, which is lack of opportunities in certain majors. I worked my ass off to get these degrees and now you're telling me i get to go out into the world and i can't even get a job in my fucking field you're telling me i put all my time into making sure i got a's and b's in the courses that i may have joined joined some organizations may have been in a frat or sorority or did some volunteer work and was in honor society and all this and i can't find a job outside of my accolades I made in college. I can't find anything. The internship I was in was like, we love you. Thank you. You were great. Thanks for the free labor, but we're not going to hire you. And some majors. Now, other majors, like the medical field, usually they get jobs straight out. Lawyers, maybe, get a small firm straight out. Um, what other majors might get something straight out? I mean, I don't have a full list, but you know, you know the majors that automatically, you know, they're teachers most of the time straight out, get a job. That's why I wanted to be a teacher because I said I'll get a job. But these other majors who are like um I couldn't find an internship because this this isn't really a major thing here or nobody told me I needed to do an internship or um for whatever x amount of reasons they did not get the same opportunities as other college students or other majors because they weren't there that's a problem that's a problem people are coming to college and paying to be stressed and in debt and all these other things to leave and be like well i'm back to square one That's pretty fucked up. The transitional period, the lack of opportunities, those tie in together so well that it's fucking scary. I'm getting like, I'm getting excited, but I'm also getting pissed off because I'm getting closer closer and closer to some more things I feel about college and the universities. But those two things, they tie very well together. That transitional period is very severe. A lot of people crack. A lot of people get a little more depressed than they were in college because it's like, I I I need money. I need a place to work. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be doing that. My degree isn't getting me anywhere. And then certain jobs they apply to are like, well, where's your experience? Well, when I looked for internships, nobody would hire me or I didn't know there was an internship for this position because they're looking for experience. Experience you were supposed to get in college or on your own, you know, stuff like that. And it's real tough. And it's a sad thing to say and realize as a college student myself, like, damn, to be turned away and you're looking and you're trying and you were in school, you got the grades, you got the GPA, you were on the dean's list, chancellor's list, you got all these accolades and that's all you have to prove um, for it. A piece of paper with your name on it or some trophies or some awards or some pins and some plaques, but you didn't got the job. It's pretty fucked up. And then another gap that I feel like needs to be bridged is sacred spaces for, um, students of color, but specifically black students because, and I kind of went on my rant in part one about HBCUs and PWIs and how I did not like how some HBCU students look down on their black brothers and sisters at PWIs and it's like, oh, you're a sellout. You went to PWI you could have went to an HPCU, and sometimes not all HPCU students but some of them like call black people at PWIs like oh, you're an Oreo or you probably just a black person trying to be white or you know trying to take away from their blackness and if they only knew that these black students at these fucking PWIs were trying to represent us. We're in these spaces where it's not a lot of us, where it's, we're trying to find us in these spaces where we have the BSU, where we have black events for the black students so they can know we are here and we there's a place for us. But even then, sometimes those get taken over because the other... Majority, the majority of students, the Caucasian, other races that like to absorb the black culture, come in and it's like, okay, this is where it's at. You know, they're looking to find their source of blackness to be woke, to stay on trend. It's, it's a. I think it's the proper word I could use is the epidemic. It's real. It's serious. You know, being that I am a black woman in the theater department, there's not a lot of black people in there. I don't see a lot of black people. And if I do, I I root for them harder than any other performer because we're in their space. There's so many black works of theater that I would love to see put on. But because we don't have the numbers, it's hard to put it on there is it sucks it sucks sometimes but these sacred spaces and places are needed for these students because and essentially maybe speaking for myself I feel like I'm alone I feel like I'm that black speck in a big ass bass sea of whiteness and I'm being looked at or I'm being ignored I've been in quite a few uncomfortable positions in my courses where I am the only person of color or black woman and we're talking about something that pertains to black culture and black living and I'm just looking at everybody like who y'all really are missing it y'all don't get it and I also look to see how uncomfortable it is to see the only black woman in the class and y'all sitting here talking about things you just don't understand and sometimes I don't speak up or one I used to not speak up, because I was just, like, afraid to be called an angry black, uh, excuse me, an angry mad black woman, or it's always about race, you know, and that's, that's fucked up, but I also noticed sometimes I would push the envelope and I would make sure I made the room uncomfortable so they could see, yeah, yeah, I'm going to bring some blackness in here, and y'all going to sit there and you're going to watch it, and you're going to listen, and you're going to hear but the sacred spaces are needed. And we need the encouragement. We are, well, we've chosen to um, be uncomfortable. And I feel like it's not a known, it's, like a, it's not a secret that people say that at HBC, HBCU, the black students are comfortable because it's, you know, majority of the population. Population is black as it's supposed to be, and at a PWI, it's you know, like I said, you know, you got a couple specks of black or you know, brown or you know, so you just got a couple specks and see a white. But people also say that the black people that go to PWIs are in mean, a Why can't I talk, y'all? I'm starting to stutter we are in a more realistic setting than our HBCU counterparts because once we graduate, we are out in the world of around the white people, the Middle Eastern, like the people, the Asian people, you know, we're around people who we're going to have to be in competition with in real life We're at HBCU, HBCU, they're more comfortable and they don't have to deal with too much, um, uh, what is it called rivalry I guess or like competition and I'm like uh, I mean I get it I understand what they're saying I get it but at the end of the day we still black and we still and I don't want to be in competition with another black person I want to be like hey I'll see you at the top sis or you know what start. I'll see you boss man I'll see you you are gonna be hiring me yes this black woman I'm not in competition with any other black person 'Cause I'm rooting for everyone black, as we should be. And I do understand not all skin folk are kin folk, but I'm still rooting. You know, but that's my that's my little dot that I on the bridging these gaps and stuff like that. And I'm down to my last my last little point, y'all. That I feel like I've been trying to build up on in a, um in a way and I really wish I have somebody here to, like, help me elaborate. But if there needs to be a Learn Me Something Part 3, it could happen. You never know. But, um, my last point is it's a business, not a school. And I'm going to just tell y'all my, my little bullets. I said tuition, administration, and financial aid. And Marcus told me when I shared it with him, he was, like, in the N C double A um, apparently he was saying like they get paid to use their name now so and cc was telling me that the um the athletes get paid now so they get free tuition and they get paid to play or whatever and i was like well y'all i don't really know too much about that so i can't really speak on that but it does kind of help to say in my opinion some colleges are no longer schools they're not here to educate you but they are here to take your money tuition tuition can go up from maybe 30000 up to 50000 okay? Don't ask me how much i pay paying tuition because I, I have financial aid. And even then, they be fucking me up and I've had to come out of pocket and they've actually had to owe me money. <laughs> so, it's, it's crazy, but tuition, and it's usually different depending on if it's a university or private. Now, as I said last time, I did start my college journey out at Guilford um Guilford College and that's a private school but it wasn't for me because I was like "Mm, y'all just nope I don't like the way this is structured I don't like that I'm failing and I'm trying and I don't like I don't like it but I also didn't like that I had to take out a 10k loan just to have a place to sleep I didn't like that tuition was gonna go up the next year they were telling me it'd be like 50000 And I said, I'm not taking out any more loans. Okay, this is, I don't even like it here. I gotta go. But do y'all understand? And I'm really still like, I don't go to Guilford anymore. I don't know all, everything that's happened at Guilford. But that's still a lot of fucking money. And I'm like, what am I paying for? What was I going to be paying for? I don't know. But... When tuition goes up, it's like I'm one of those people. I'm like, I would really like to know where is my money going towards. Is it something that students need, or is it something that the college wants as an attraction to lure more um, students in to pay for this expensive ass building that they're building? You're doing all these things. You, um I recall one year when. NC, ANT, and don't get me wrong, I'm no shade, no T, no shade towards ANT, because I am an Aggie by default, I got a transcript to prove it, <laughs> but, but, um, I remember there were people who were, like, saying they didn't have anywhere to live, because ANC accepted so many fucking students, and they didn't have enough housing, and, when I, I mean, I'm here at ECU, and they're building up apartments, like, every fucking year, it seems like, at the same damn time, to get more students to be here, but they're living off campus, which is more money, it's a lot, ECU's campus, for real, y'all, it's not that big, we just got big-ass buildings, and the medical um, campus is, like, you know, the medical campus, and now we even have a new building being built, like, y'all, It's a business, and I can't stress that enough because my dollars haven't gone to anything I think I would use. The fact that I was getting an email, like, I want to say last year about spring semester encouraging students to move back on campus to encourage students to go to the college activities and probably take some classes, you know, on campus because you're losing money it's sick like y'all had to in ECU and this is how greedy I saw ECU was because people had to leave you know because the pandemic happened everybody gotta go home but the fact that they were trying to last when was it earlier this year no because it's 2021 it was last fall when they opened up school they opened back up the fucking campuses and I said I give this shit two weeks and everybody gotta move back And who was correct? Jessica was correct. Because it's all about the money. Y'all did not give a fuck about the students' health. Y'all did not have proper precautions. People were still partying. It wasn't it. It's a lucrative business. School education. Like, schools. Some of these schools is really just here for the money. Okay? And then, administration. I don't know how many times people have had to go through calling administration and asking them, why haven't I received this um, update about this, all to hear that administration has lost some paperwork. It's not, it's just too frequent and coincidental that administration is losing students' paperwork and they still require things from people. You haven't received my transcripts, but it says right here it was sent this day and it was approved that you got it this day, but you still don't you still don't have my transcripts, which is another seven to fourteen, fifteen, twenty dollars, however much a transcript, depending on where you went, um, cost. People don't have money to be dishing out like that for y'all to be losing shit. And then it's like, oh well maybe somebody misplaced it. Somebody maybe somebody misplaced the important paperwork you need for me. Go to hell. <laughs> Y'all better get to fucking work and go find my shit. And now I understand that sometimes administration gets super busy. And yes, sometimes things do end up missing and lost or some people don't check stuff. But it's like, why? What is going on in the office that nobody (laughs) remembers this or people aren't doing their jobs? It's a mess. I cannot count how many times I've been on Twitter Um, just talk to people personally and talking about administration has lost their stuff or it's been they got a letter and it's like oh we're sorry we didn't mean to send that it's been some weird crazy shit like huh these people have to pay fees application fees they have to pay this they have to pay that all to hear oh there was a mix-up or we lost this we have that and that's more money they have to dish out to your school it's fucking weird me and then my last thing is financial aid y'all and I get pissed Mm. financial aid for me I can speak on financial aid like in a couple of ways like my first point with financial aid (laughs) at ECU financial aid gives me the most strife out of any school I've been to I make sure October 1st, I redo my FAFSA, renew my FAFSA for the next year. Every year, y'all. I'm on it like clockwork because I know the money will get gone because people need it. I get the approval that my shit has been sent through. I qualify for a federal work studies. So I make, and that's really how I'm like, okay, I need that money to pay some extra bills because the refund check doesn't cover everything. But, I make sure everything falls through, y'all. And it never fails me at ECU every fucking fall. I'm calling and asking them about my federal work study award letter. Always to hear, we gave it all away. Others no more, we gave it all away. And we're not sure if we're going to get any more money. And I'm always... I don't ever cuss the mail. I don't ever go off from them. And I just i get upset because i'm like excuse me because i'm for the fall i'm kind of like well damn i don't know what to do (laughs) i don't know what to do i'm a college student i don't ask for money i don't you know try to borrow any money because i understand people's lives are crazy and hectic but what i do i have a god that i serve and he provides for me he makes it work and i'll tell you that little refund check gets stretched out between august and december and that's nothing but God. Um, But it's frustrating to know that you're on top of your paperwork and you're on top of your shit all to hear, oh, we gave it all away. And I'm like, well, how exactly did you give it all away? If I bended this, then here comes spring semester. They are sending me something over winter break, approving that oh, I can get five hundred in aid now. Now I'm scurrying, trying to, trying to make anywhere between two k to four k in one semester and I can only work 25 hours a week. And on top of me being in class, me having maybe to work on projects or do some other things or um even having to work on a production which is late nights. And I'm trying to, you know, make that money cuz I need that money and that money is mine. And what I never understand and what I absolutely hate about financial aid and federal work study, how dare you? Give me a certain amount of money and then be like, well, you didn't make you didn't make the other 3K, you didn't make the other thousand and some change. Oh, we're gonna take that back. You're gonna take the money that you gave me back. After you didn't give it to me in the fall, you're just gonna take it all back. Like I don't need it. I hate that aspect of it. And I won't ever understand it. But I'm like, that's some real fucked up shit. And it reminds me of a business in a way. I hate because 'cause you're not here to help me, a child who obviously gets this much financial aid because they need it and then qualifies for federal work city because I need it. And you're like, mm, you didn't <laughs> you didn't take full advantage of the money we gave you. We're gonna let you have that and then we're gonna take the rest back. Where's my money going to? That should go into a trust fund for me if I don't make that money. That's what you should do. But they don't give a fuck, y'all. Federal government, whatever. But, um, that's just my little ugh about you know <laughs> financial aid I just don't fuck with financial aid because it's also the aspect of at eighteen years old you're you go through I am inter, entrance counseling and exit counseling when you like you have to understand that you're borrowing this much money <laughs> From the government from the federal government you're getting this much money you're borrowing and they try to take you through this like all these modules of understanding how much you're borrowing and how much you're gonna have to pay back and interest and all this other stuff at 18 years old it's crazy you guys like do you not think that's crazy that at 18 you trust me with ten thousand dollars and then every year i need financial aid i need it so i'm adding on more and more money and i really don't understand the breakdown of the interest and all that and then i'm in like it's crazy and yes thank you for the six month grace period and thank you for setting up um a plan but what the fuck i was 18 i didn't know what i was getting into and some people don't have parents that understand money themselves so they don't understand it's all a business it's a big ass cycle of poverty stricken families staying in poverty and owing america money and i really feel like most of america's trillion dollar debt they really dependent on fucking college students to pay their shit back and it's like we're not the jobs are not even out there for us to do that we still have to pay rent pay bills we might have kids husbands why all all these other factors that play into it they don't give a fuck though they want their money and let me say this america you need to get baby you're 23 trillion dollars in debt and you you talking to me get your shit together please please but um you guys I think that's all I can talk about right now I think that's that was really like my end point for this um learn me something part two I really hope you guys enjoyed it um if you want you guys can DM me you can leave comments on Honey Listen's Instagram page or on, on our Facebook page and you, we can talk we can chop it up we can talk more about it like I'm so open to conversation you guys that's what I'm that's something in school for that's why I have Honey Listen <laughs> so i can talk and hear other people's perspectives and their opinion like i love when people talk their shit when they're factual when we can agree disagree get some new ideas i'm here for it this is for my college students enrolled or enrolling graduated you know taking a break a gap year um dropped out whatever you was in college or you're in college like you have valid say in this you can tell me if i'm right if i'm wrong you can learn me something you know what i'm saying but um thank you for joining me this week on Honey Listen. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at honeyxlisten. That's honey x like Malcolm X listen so you can keep up with the latest and greatest content. Next time on Honey Listen, um I don't know you guys, like you might get a little surprise. You know, I'm feeling like I want to bring a guest on. I've spoken my piece on some things. So, maybe I should bring someone old or someone new. And, you know, you have to tune in next Sunday to find out, though. So, that's that. Also, you guys, make sure you tune in on Wednesday for the latest segment on Honey Listen entitled, And That's On Being Jess, because I'm your host, Jess. Um, That's really... About revelations in my life, you guys. lessons I've learned, I've learned or am learning. Damn, y'all hear these y'all been hearing these birds chirp back here. Okay, that's the birds around me. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this is just, just good talking about being Jessica and stuff like that. Um, as always, subscribe and follow the show to catch every new episode. And while you're at it, leave us me your girl a review okay because I care about what y'all say and what y'all think because so, how am I supposed to be better I want to be, get better so you gotta hook me up um but as I say make sure you stay tuned because honey listen